0: Oh my god you posted that it. i feel so attacked right now don't, don't at, me at me like, like that. that welcome to the 10th episode of don't at me i'm your host michaela copeland and i'm ready to get noticed in public on social media with you today we're becoming tiktok famous in this episode sort of attempting let's say We'll be first chatting to the TikTok famous ones themselves, Jasmine TXO and Taylor10109. Then, you won't believe it, but I went to a TikTok workshop by Ricky Chains and Caleb Finn. I've got the hottest tips from them on how to brand yourself and go viral. And finally, let's see how my attempt of being TikTok famous went. I got the amazing chance to speak to Jasmine TXO, who has 405. K plus followers. She mainly does dances along with her comedy skits. So let's hear her story. So we did briefly meet at VidCon, but this is Jasmine, and she is TikTok famous. No, (laughs) (laughs) well, technically, I mean yes, you are. I'm like in awe of you and your style and your TikTok. So I thought I would um come and check you out, and thought we could have a bit of a fun time an interview
1: cool Um, thank you for having me
0: but I thought I'd start with just asking how you ended up on TikTok
1: yeah sure um Mm -hmm. all right so I downloaded TikTok in 2015 um my sister showed me the app because a lot of her friends from school were downloading it and I was like okay this is cool it was musically back in the day and um I just downloaded it started posting videos every now and then or saving them just as drafts for myself to to watch back for fun with my friends things like that um and then I kind of just started posting more frequently as time went on. And then in about 2017, that's when I got my first feature on Musical.ly, which was kind of like when you go on the featured page, like an Explore page on Instagram, for example. Um, But, yeah, I got a bit of recognition from the app and then I started broadcasting live. And, yeah, I just started using the app more frequently. And then as time went on, I just have been posting heaps more and I've been really enjoying it. So,
0: yeah. So what would you say your star video was, the one that, like, kicked you off?
1: Um, I didn't really have one specific video that really started everything for me. I think it was a pretty like slow and steady process, but um, there were a couple of videos that blew up on the app earlier on, like back in the Musical.ly days. Like there was one yep. transition video I made to the song Believer by Imagine Dragons and that went pretty viral, which was crazy. And then another video was me flossing. It was like the quickest video ever didn't even take much effort like compared to my other videos that would take like a couple of hours to make this one you know it took me like 10 minutes to make and then all of a sudden it was viral and I was like oh okay two million views on me flossing no worries
0: (laughs) well like definitely it has blown up anyway like your whole profile and I know that you were at VidCon how important I guess is your your fans to you?
1: Oh, they're the best. They're everything. Um, we like call our little squad team jazz. <laughs> um, and they're the best people ever. Like without them, it's cliche, like, you know, everyone says that, but it's really true that none of what I'm doing would be possible. You know, who would be watching my content and like supporting and just helping me to continue growing? Because, you know, if it's one thing to just be making content and doing it for yourself, but to have an audience that is watching and interacting with your yeah. content is so, so encouraging. It just pushes you so much more. So, Yeah they're the best I love them
0: (laughs) and were you surprised how many there were at VidCon because TikTok isn't too big in Australia now well in Melbourne it isn't as big as it is in America
1: yeah well I think it's actually changed so much since last VidCon because last VidCon TikTok was you know not even really spoken about much and there weren't really many panels for it but then all of a sudden this year like it's blown up so much more than it has last year so yeah there were quite a lot of people that came up to me and said, they've seen my videos and they wanted to take some pictures and things like that. And it was crazy. It's insane for me.
0: (laughs) Yeah. I can, I can imagine how weird it would be to be like, um, you like me? Cool. Like, like, you know who I am. (laughs) And so with TikTok, um, I know that you've got a couple of collaborations. Maybe we start with other creators because I know there are a few other ones at VidCon as well.
1: Yeah. Um, I got to collaborate with quite a few at VidCon because people flew in from interstate and overseas. Um, I, collaborated with people like ricky chains um he does videos with his grandma and they're amazing
0: yeah i saw he's just been um promoted by born and bred to be their tiktok strategist Like yeah. he's actually got a job it's so cool he
1: has it's insane i do some work with born bread as well so when i saw that i was like that's amazing like it's so cool to see a creator actually on board with them um yeah. so that was cool and then who else um natalie's og she does like family content with her kids and she's um from queensland so that was nice yeah um who else Harls Malone. There were quite a few people from TikTok that I collaborated with. So that was, yeah, it was really nice to be able to not just make videos on your own for once and be able to share ideas with people and bounce ideas off each other. And it's just really good energy.
0: And do you think collaborating is sort of one of the ways to get your name out there?
1: For sure, 100%. I think, especially when you're first getting started on the app, a big way to, you know, grow your profile is to help other people and you know collaborate with other people and people can help you as well Um, for me there was one of the one of the transitioners who I really looked up to back then his name was Devon he's still on the app as well Um, and he would repost some of my content sometimes and he really believed in like what I was posting and would encourage me and he helped me out so much like it was kind of what pushed me to get more recognition from the app as well so yeah without other people it's hard to grow so I think it's really important to help each other out where you can
0: yeah and going back to brand collaborations which ones have you had with them
1: yeah um i've done like quite a few with born bred talent so i did one recently with koala like the mattress company online yeah Um, i saw that that one yeah that was pretty cool um yeah they sent me like a bed base and a mattress so that was pretty nice and then i've done some for like different songs um with music companies like sony music and warner music Mm -hmm. Um, yeah. um, I did, I did one for Fanta. They had a Halloween campaign going on where we did like a DIY oh, costume. Yeah. yeah so yeah. that was, that was cool as well. Done quite a few recently. So it's been
0: nice. And I feel like talent management for influencers is a pretty new thing and not many mm. people are thinking about, it. they're still like, oh, you know, I need to manage myself. And until I get to like Lily Singh level, you know, I don't need any management. Exactly. But um, what is beneficial about having an actual talent manager?
1: I think um working with talent managers makes it so much easier to actually just find work for your for your videos and to be able to monetize off them because of course from you know YouTube you can make money when you reach a certain point but from TikTok um the only way that you can really make an income is from going live at the moment um so yeah, yeah I think if you wanted to make money from doing your videos online and you're growing and things like that it's good to get with a um, talent agency or you know social media engagement company it doesn't have to be official like you don't have to actually sign with anyone but just being able to email them and see whether they've got any work for you that would, yeah I don't know it's cool it's nice to just have that because you can make your videos just for fun you can make your videos with brands There's just heaps of different videos that you can do so it's
0: cool with talent managers what's the process so say that I'm wanting to find someone for my podcast and I reach out to them and then the talent managers, they go, okay, cool. Who can we find for this? And then do they do they approach you and then do you negotiate the collaboration?
1: Yeah. So pretty much the um, client or like the brand, they'll reach out to like Born Bread Talent or whatever the engagement company is and they'll look for some influences for their campaign um, and then the talent company can put forward some of their influences that they've currently got on board. And then they'll be like, Oh, okay, cool. Like we, we like this person, this person, whatever. I don't really know the process too much on their end, but then when it gets to um, my end, it basically just is an email that will have a brief. So it will say mm-hmm. like, this is what we need. You're going to have to use these hashtags. It will be, you know, 15 to 30 second TikTok video or an Instagram post on your feed or some Instagram stories. Um, we have like sometimes they'll give you like a color scheme or like just a mm. mood board kind of thing so you know what kind of style or look that you're going for they might yeah. tell you if they want a dance video or what specific style they want as well in that sense and yeah then they'll just give you like an idea of the fee that you'll receive for that video and just go from there and then you kind of just have to send go back and forth with um, the engagement company and once your video is done you'll have to send that through to them for approval they'll have to send it back to the client to make sure that they're okay with it and then they'll give you your um, date for the content to go live.
0: So what kind of things do they measure success by?
1: Um, so on TikTok, we have an analytics section that you can pretty much, yeah, anyone can actually use that. So there's a pro creator mm-hmm. section. So you can have a look at, um, oh, your have a views. Look at that. yeah, it's pretty cool. It's actually a newish thing. So okay. you can see um, where your views are coming from, what countries specifically, you can see whether they're mostly from the for you page or if it's from your oh, following cool. page. Yeah. There's heaps that you can see on there. So. It's a good indication um, for brands to see how their content's going and, you know, who's actually receiving it.
0: Yeah. I I was talking to a couple of friends about being TikTok famous. (laughs) Um, I feel like it's become, like, prestigious a little bit because, like, there's Insta famous, but, no, everyone wants to be TikTok famous now. Um, And, like, talking to someone with a lot of followers, um, how does it impact your day-to-day having, like, that sort of following? Um,
1: It gets pretty busy and hectic. Like, when when I first started, there was not as much pressure to be consistent. Cause you're kind of like, Oh yeah. Like mm-hmm. I feel like posting now. And then like two days later, Oh yeah. I might post again, but like it's a bit more chill, yeah. but now there's kind of that pressure of like, okay, there's actually people waiting for the content um, on my page. So I've got to make sure that I'm pumping it out. And that means, you know, not only just doing it like every few days, but it means posting at least one, you know sometimes up to four videos a day and having to do that means Mm. like every day I'm producing content and thinking about what am I going to do next and listening to new sounds or making new choreography for my dance videos like there's always something to do so it gets pretty busy and then when it gets to brand collaborations and things like that of course there's more that you have to do with emailing and you know going back and forth with your engagement companies and things like that so Yeah. yeah it does get a bit hectic at times but I love it it's fun
0: Yeah. And I know that you're like a media student. Yes. Um, I'm not sure if you're working anywhere else at the moment, but how do you find time? It can get
1: a bit hard um, because I, yeah, I did just graduate and I just finished an internship. So that got pretty busy and I do work part time. You know, I work at a pharmacy and I'm a dance teacher as well. So there's quite a few things going on, but I think it's just important to be organized really because I'm very Mm -hmm. like, organized with my days I like to plan everything like sometimes it's by the hour I'm like okay nine o'clock I'm gonna do this ten o'clock I'm gonna do this and I have everything written down sometimes I plan for a week ahead and make sure that I know what content I need to bring out and how long I need to allow to edit my next YouTube video or to make my new dance video or to choreograph something so yeah just to be organized is the most important thing I think.
0: And as a part of an experiment I guess for this episode I'm trying to become TikTok famous but I haven't found like my edge of what I'm gonna do yeah that. okay <laughs> I'm seem to be going back and forth of like oh you know I have done some you know comedy skips in the past on Vine that I like deleted because they're so crazy <laughs> now um but I like thought that you know it's really hard to find your edge so how did you find I guess what you thought that you were good at
1: I think for me like before I did dance videos because now I think that's more what I'm known for if someone says oh, Jasmine TXO, they're like, oh, she's a dancer. Like, that's kind of the first thing that comes to Mm. mind. But before, I never really did. I would always um, make transitions and things like that, and that's kind of what I was known for at first. But I kind of found my edge, like, in terms of the dance videos, when, I don't know, people would start to, because everyone knew I was a dancer, like, everyone who was my friend on TikTok personally, like, would know I danced outside of the app. Like, I would do you know dance classes yeah. and I'm a dance teacher but then I don't know I never really had the confidence to post dance videos online and then people would tell me like oh hey you should actually like start posting your dance videos and then I don't yeah. know I started to think about it. I was like okay why do I not post dance videos when I'm a dancer like this is something that could really change everything for me so let's just try it so I started yeah. to post and oh. I was loving it like I was just enjoying being able to do you know new outfits and new style dances and all those kind of things so yeah that's kind of I think what set me apart from other people on TikTok and that's how I found it. Just really by something, having something that I was already like decent at doing in my real life. Like, why did I not bring that to TikTok earlier?
0: (laughs) Um, If you've got any tips for me about how to, I I guess, get up there and and get noticed, what would they be? Um,
1: I think just try and make content that feels like it's you because people on tiktok yep. can tell what's genuine and what's authentic and what's not there's a lot of people that you know will make videos just as clickbait or for clout but people eventually get sick of that kind of stuff and they want they want things yeah. that are shocking or insane like interesting but things that feel real so i think that's what it's all about really just making entertaining content yeah. that people can watch that's short and engaging and people can from the first few seconds make sure that it's something that can draw people in because for example when i'm scrolling on my for you page like you know, in the first few seconds, that's when I know, am I going to continue watching this video for the rest of the 15 or 30 seconds or am I going to keep scrolling? Yeah. So making sure you draw yeah. people in quickly and yeah, just being yourself and having fun with it because people love seeing people having fun and just enjoying what they're doing.
0: Awesome. Well, thank you for talking to me today. I really appreciate, I guess all your insights and everything about tiktok because you're way more than i am so thank you no so worries. much i'm literally just like a noob if people would still say noob at tiktok and i like look forward to seeing more of your content and everything and everyone go follow her that is an official um oh thank
1: you thanks for having
0: me um <laughs> next i hit up another aussie talent taylor 10109 who has 424k plus followers and she's got some amazing comedy skits let's see what she's been up to so I am here with Taylor10109, aka like Taylor, and um, she is super popular on TikTok. I'm going to say TikTok famous, but she'll probably be so humble and be like, no. Um, <laughs> and so we're on phone interview, so that's why the audio might be a bit weird, but you know what? We're working with it. And I thought I'd just ask her her experience about TikTok and because like I'm not an expert, She's going to be able to answer all these questions for us so hello hi um firstly how did you first hear about tiktok
2: okay so i first got on tiktok about um a bit over two years ago now <laughs> I, i've been on it for a really long time yeah. i was i was on tiktok when it was musically Yeah, wow. (laughs) Yeah, that was a long time. I honestly don't know how I found out about it. I think it was in my, like, recommended apps or something. I just downloaded it on a fluke, and this was way before it was popular. Like, nobody knew what Musical.ly was. (laughs) And, yeah, it just kind of hit off from there.
0: So how did you get started? Did you start out with, like, dancing videos? Did you just do your own thing?
2: Um. Defin- I definitely started out with comedy videos and I yep. think yeah more lip-syncing kind of comedy I started out with and then I kind of branched out into doing like original content which I'm trying to do more of now.
0: Yeah and would you have a video that sort of um, pushed you into more like being viral?
2: Oh yeah definitely. Um, I think the first video that really hit off for me was like I can't even remember what the audio was. It was like something to do with like um, calling like a 1-800 line for like um, oh press one if you're, I don't even remember. (laughs) Um, But yeah, one of my videos really, really hit off and I think it got 20K and I was like so surprised because I only had like a couple hundred followers then. Yeah, that really started that made me want to do more content and then I started to get a fan base and uh people have started noticing me out in public, which is amazing. Oh
0: wow, that'd be so interesting. Yeah,
2: <laughs> I love it. Um I went to the Brisbane ECA and like all these um I think like three people recognized me and they all got photos with me, which was amazing. It was surreal, like honestly.
0: <laughs> yeah, that's the thing, like people still don't really believe that like TikTok famous, like you know, it's just yeah. you're on the internet, it's not a real not a real thing. Yeah. I was just saying like in my previous podcast, um, mm. it's way easier to be um, TikTok famous than something like YouTube because YouTube have a very yeah. high standard of quality when you go oh, into definitely. it. Yeah, um, and
2: the, the guidelines on YouTube are so much stricter.
0: Mm-hmm. And, like, people Mm. sort of expect consistency and they expect, like, you know, HD everything, whereas TikTok, it's literally your phone and, like, people just upload whenever they want. But I know you do do YouTube as well. What do you think is, um, I guess, the main difference between, I'm not sure if you do any collaborations or, like, generate money from um, the monetization feature, but I know on TikTok there's no um, monetization really apart from being live. So are you looking to transfer to YouTube full time because of that revenue or um are you um, still looking to be on TikTok?
2: Well, at the moment it's not um a lot about money for me and getting that, you know, cash. <laughs> um it, it's more just fun. I find YouTube really difficult though because uh I am I hate editing. That is the one mm, thing that I <laughs> Yeah. So YouTube videos are a lot different to TikTok videos because um, TikTok, you edit as you go, like as you're filming, yeah. which is super easy, so convenient for me. Like, but with YouTube, you kind of have to film your video and then go into whatever editor and edit all your stuff in, all your sounds, all your little, you know, slideshow clips and all that. And yeah, that hasn't really been for me.
0: <laughs> and do you have um, a talent manager? No, I don't.
2: Um, I'm quite oblivious with all of this stuff. Like I'm, I'm just newly really getting into the famous kind of side of things. And I honestly do Mm -hmm. not know where to begin. Um, I've had a few like brand deals, uh, TTDI um, contact lenses. They've actually done Mm -hmm. a few. Yeah, they've sent me a few of their products and I've made a few videos with them. Um, So Rags and Rituals, a clothing company, they've also sent me a few items and I've done a few videos for them as well. So yeah, that's been really, really fun.
0: (laughs) Do you think that you'd ever get a talent manager?
2: Oh yeah, definitely. Um, If I could, like once I figure everything out and like what they can help me with and what we can do and everything. I definitely think that would be an option for me because it's so hard for me to manage all of my own stuff. Mm
0: -hmm. Yeah. Like I was talking to Jasmine and she was saying like, it just takes the like effort away from trying to organize your brands and your emails and all that. They literally just send you one email being like, here's the brief, here's some hashtags and Mm -hmm. like away you go. Like, um, I'm not sure if you've heard of Born and Bred, but they're the big one around Australia at the moment with TikTokers. And I know that Jasmine and Sarah are with that one. Um, So if you're looking, there you go, there's a tip. Thank you. And um, do you think that TikTok is underrated in Australia right now? Um,
2: I think a little bit, but... um... A lot more, like, kids and stuff know about TikTok than anybody else. Um, Yeah. But my – this is really funny. My pest control guy actually (laughs) knew me from TikTok and he walked into my house and he was like – I watch you on my son's phone. And I was like, What? (laughs) (laughs) It was so crazy. And then actually he came over to my friend's house, which I'm staying at now, and he's like, Hey, still making TikToks. I'm like, Hey, you know it (laughs)
0: This (laughs) guy knows stuff. Like Yeah, he is into
2: it. He's like one of those adults, but like one of those hip adults.
0: (laughs) I thought we'd talk about some steps to I guess growing your fan base because a lot of my audience are like still growing their fan base and want to get up to that sort of level that you're on. So what steps did you take in terms of like growth?
2: Okay, so I took very very little steps at the start. Like um I added popular hashtags. That was a really big thing for me. So um all the popular hashtags that would come up on like the uh discovery page, I would put them into all of my videos because then, you know, your videos get definitely mm. more stuff um, with those hashtags, uh, I started collaborating with people, um, even if they were just my friends and they weren't as popular as me, I started collabing with them because yeah. the, the more people see your content, the better. Yeah. Um, also posting onto different social media. So not just onto TikTok, but like getting your TikTok videos onto Facebook and Instagram and Snapchat, wherever you can, I reckon is good publicity because yeah. Uh, yeah, a few of my videos have actually gone viral on Facebook. Facebook, um without me even knowing <laughs> it's crazy oh. i mean i'm in so many um goth like compilations <laughs> oh <laughs>
0: yeah <laughs> wow well yeah i think that's a good idea collaborations mm. and also just um using popular hashtags that's yeah that is a good idea what about how do you give back to your fans
2: Give back. Okay. This is the thing that I've had the most problem with. Um, I do like to give um, duets and stuff and all mm-hmm. of that. I used to do this thing um, oh, and follows and stuff. I would do live streams and we'd do like, um, like games and stuff. So... Uh, Like I do like emoji game or a letter game or something. And whoever won that game, I'd like give them a duet or a follow or something. And it's a good way to keep fans like, you know, interested.
0: Yeah. Yeah. I hadn't even thought of that. Yeah. So
2: like just like free games and everything that everyone can play on your live streams where they get like a duet and a shout out and like something like that to make them feel, you know, noticed and important. I think that's yeah really important to make your fans feel noticed yeah
0: yeah and I haven't really talked about live streams yet but um mm. like how does it work with the monetization of it
2: monetization okay so I've only ever been demonetized once and that was for showing somebody's um content by accident it was oh. um a YouTube video playing in the background I didn't even see it and I got banned for a whole day <laughs> oh yeah, it was quite bad. Um, so their monetization, I think, needs a little bit of work on TikTok. Yeah. Because you can basically swear, you can drink, you can do whatever on there, which I don't think is very appropriate because um, some of my friends, they were having like a big party and they were all drinking and talking about drugs and all this stuff. And I was like, ah, yeah. oh, there's kids on this app. That's not... Yeah. <laughs> very good for them to, you know, be looking up to you as a role model and you're kind of talking about all this bad stuff. So, um, yeah, yeah, the monetization I think could use a little bit of work. Mm -hmm. (laughs) Yeah. You can buy these things like you buy coins with real money, which you can buy gifts. Oh yeah. Yeah. And then you give gifts to people and that's basically how TikTok makes its money.
0: What type of gifts?
2: oh so there's all these different types of gifts you can get like pandas you can get like um a concert or a i am very rich or a drama queen and they all like they all differ in price so like 500 coins might be like two dollars three dollars something like that um that's just an estimate don't don't quote me on that (laughs) but um yeah it might be like that and then that can Converts to diamonds, and then diamonds converts to money that you can take out of TikTok um, into your PayPal, and then spend it however you wish.
0: Oh, okay, cool, awesome. Well, thanks for um for explaining that because I honestly have That's no okay. idea. I need to get onto yeah. some some live streams. I don't follow enough people yet <laughs> to like wanna go on a live you know like see but um yeah that's no, no. so cool all right thank really? you so much for um being patient with me with this and also just talking to me yeah. about everything because it's so okay. interesting to me at the moment um and like i really wish you luck with the rest of your tiktok stuff like keep growing and your yeah, youtube as you. well thank you and uh, good luck with your podcast i hope it goes very very well <laughs> thank you very much i'll let you Sorry. go Now we've heard from the TikTok celebs themselves, let's dive into how you can do it. In the TikTok workshop by born and bred talent with Ricky Chains and Caleb Finn, we went over a couple of strategies. Firstly, apparently hashtags don't work as well anymore. If you're doing hashtag for you page on everything, I've got to break it to you, but so are a billion others. I tried this and the hashtag for you page didn't really make a difference on my videos. However, the more niche ones like One Direction or Storytime or OK Boomer worked better. So I wouldn’t say that they’re completely irrelevant, just pick the right ones and jump on some trends. Secondly, Ricky pointed out that you need to have at least one of these aspects in your videos for them to go viral. Firstly, entertaining, then relevant, interesting, cohesive, cringy, relatable, shocking, full of twists, funny, moody, Quick, attention grabbing, wholesome, emotional, and universal. I know I just like chucked a whole bunch of adjectives at you right there, but it is very true. A lot of the videos in my sort of likes page are pretty much essentially one or two of these things. And I think like the ones where they follow up with part two, they always get you followers. So I recommend trying that. And thirdly, social clout is everything. It is sort of like social capital, sort of social money. So if you've got a hot boyfriend, a famous aunt, a rich lifestyle, TikTok eats that shit up. And it's an aspect of social media that parents get worried about because when your eight-year-old starts asking for Gucci flip-flops instead of Lego, you're in trouble. So now I have some tips from the workshop combined with those TikTok star tips. I'm gonna try and put it to the test. I'm gonna try and be TikTok famous. I've started to convince my boss to let me use TikTok at work for marketing purposes and I made a TikTok series out of it. So I use the hashtag, OKBoomer and like getting old people involved in your videos because sometimes they don't know what's going on and they make it funnier. It can get you more views. Over the total five videos, I got 214 views and 28 likes. Yep, not really much at all. The next thing I tried was to do a story time of a story that I've used for stand-up comedy to do like a part one and a part two. Uh, didn't really break the barrier. Um, it got 40 views and nine likes. But then again, some of the ones, uh, as I said before, it can get you famous, but some of them that do get famous are sort of blatant lies or they won't post a second part and they'll do it, as I said, just for... Social clout, so you gotta be careful with that one. Next, I was jumping on a few soundbite trends. One was a dancing one, another one was like of an exhibition. These two videos got me 126 views and 12 likes. On to animals, two videos of cats and a bird racked up a measly 60 views and 7 likes. One of my friends, the serial swiper, I'm going to keep calling her that until she tells me not to, um, she works at a cat shelter and um, I was like, you could totally get famous from TikTok because you have an endless stream of cats. Like that's everybody's dream. That's what everyone wants to see every day. So she was like, oh, okay. And she put one up, I think it was one of a cat knocking over a plant and I got 400 views and I'm like, damn, if you keep this up with this niche, you could go viral. So I didn't go viral for my animal videos, but I definitely think if you've got a unique animal, you definitely could go viral. The last category of random original content got me 232 views and 35 likes. And in the end, drum roll please, I didn't become TikTok famous, but I did become LinkedIn famous. Turns out those videos of my boss have become like a total hit on LinkedIn. I had 40 random people want to connect with me, Some were sort of from recruiting agencies, some were marketing, some were from like the printing industry, which is where I work. But it was just like really bizarre that everyone just wanted to connect. And I was like, I don't know who you are. Like I made a couple videos about TikTok and I didn't think anyone would get them on LinkedIn, but here we are. So all up, those videos on LinkedIn got me 8,264 views. You see that jump? Literally 8,000 more. 107 likes and 34 comments. Now that is massive compared to my normal LinkedIn reach. I also popped them up on Facebook stories, which I pretty much never use and each got viewed over a hundred times. So thanks friends from high school I no longer talk to on Facebook. In the end, I'll keep making TikToks. I did eventually convince my boss to use it for a marketing tool for work. So I might do a TikTok for brands on a podcast soon because that is something that is pretty much untouched. Today, I've got a question from Lauren. Hey, Michaela. Um, I've been on TikTok for a while now, and I've seen quite a few people go into somewhat of a downward spiral becoming TikTok famous. So I was just wondering if you found any downsides to being TikTok famous. That's actually a really good one. I haven't addressed this yet. Let me think. Um, I think it's pretty similar to being famous on any other platform in the ways of becoming addicted and the pressure to post all the time. See episode three, Find the Influencer in You for more sort of psychological effects and analysis on how the internet can affect you when you become famous on it. I'd say for TikTok, safety and sanity are two big concerns. There's a lot of kids commenting mean things when they really don't fully know the effects of it. And I think it's great you can't message someone without you following them because it does cut out a lot of the hate messages and spam that you probably usually get on Instagram or something but you've got to be careful that you're sort of not inviting hate at the same time. You're not doing things for clout. For example, teenage girls doing videos of revealing pregnancies to their mum, and then like in the comments days later, they're like, oh no, it's fake. And everyone's like, it got famous because everyone thought it was real. You know, everyone saw the reaction of your mum, or, you know, everyone saw the reaction of your boyfriend and we thought it was real. And so when you trick your audience like that, of course, they're going to feel a little cheated and make it mad. And if you continue to get like addicted to growing your following and doing more and more things to seem edgy and famous and extra, that can affect your physical and mental health. Physical as in maybe if you start, I don't know, doing medical stunts for views. I saw this guy, um, he was literally drinking Purple Powerade for like a week straight, just to see if his poo turned fluoro green. Now I'm not a doctor, but I'm pretty sure it's probably not good for you. Um, And mentally feeling like you're never good enough because your last video got 600 views, but the one you just got and you really like got 60K views. And it's that sort of mentality that can really lead to bigger mental problems. So there are some downsides specific to TikTok about being famous on the platform. Thanks for the question. Now, get me some sticky tape because I'm wrapping up episode 10. Thank you so much to everyone who has supported me. Next episode, I'll be bringing up some stats, checking in, and I'll be starting my podcast as a uni project. Doesn't really mean much. It's sort of just me being like, this is my statement of intent. You know, this is my progress. This is an essay. Stuff like that. Um, But it'll probably mean some more promotion and guests for the podcast. So that's good thanks for listening via anchor spotify and apple podcasts remember to chuck a review on apple podcasts and message me on insta if you'd like a feature next week there actually won't be an episode as i'm at spilt milk it's a music festival in victoria it's my first music festival actually so i'm super excited will i be a basic bitch and put glitter on my collarbone while off my face on nangs hidden in my hydro flask oh what a sentence that could be me i don't know don't at me guys